Welcome to episode 42 of the Get More Sports Podcast. My name is Doug McCain. Thanks for rocking with us once again. On today's episode, we're talking NFL. Did you enjoy your weekend? I know I did. The NFL is back, and I'm giving you all my takeaways from week one of the NFL. I'm going to tell you who's the new best running back in the league. I'm throwing out my Super Bowl prediction, and then we're talking Antonio Brown. I'm going to tell you why Antonio Brown needs to stop acting like Antonio Clown if he wants to stay in the NFL. All that much more here on episode 42 of the Get More Sports Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to the pod on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast these days. Also, like and comment on YouTube. Whatever your takes are on all of today's topics, I want to see it down below in the comment section. So be sure to do that. Fire away with the comments. But we got a lot to talk about here on episode 42 of the Get More Sports Podcast. So let's get right to it. Now, of course, we're going to start the show with Antonio Brown. Who else would we talk about here to start the show after he hijacked headlines all weekend long? Look, I'm starting to believe that AB stands for adult baby because the way he handled things up in Oakland was just a disaster. But he is now a New England Patriot. And John Gruden talked about Antonio Brown and how the Oakland Raiders handled his release. Check this out. Play the clip. You know, we just have exhausted everything. We, we tried every way possible to make it work. And all I'm going to say is, uh, you know, it's disappointing. I'm really proud, really proud of our players, our coaches, our owner, our front office. We did everything we could to make this work. And, uh, you know, I, I, I'm sorry it didn't. I apologize, but I will tell you I am very proud of what we did as an organization to try. And I wish Antonio nothing but the best. And I'm sorry that uh, we never got a chance to see him in silver and black. Very disappointing. And I agree with John Gruden. He did everything in his power to get Antonio Brown to suit up for the silver and black. He did everything except put on a number 84 jersey, put that helmet on, and get out there and pretend he was Antonio Brown because it was clear that John Gruden wanted him to be a Raider, but it just did not work out. If you look at the timeline, from the frostbitten feet to the helmet issues to the suspensions to it all coming to a head, no pun intended, when Antonio Brown gets into a shouting match with GM Mike Mayock, takes a football, punts it 60 yards, and said, hey, why don't you go find me for that? And then he called him a cracker. So the fact that that happened, one of my favorite things, too, from this incident was who broke up that fight? Oh, it was none other than the peacemaker himself, Vontez Perfect, the same guy who knocked the sense out of Antonio Brown. Maybe he should have knocked the sense back into him, and he'd still be an Oakland Raider. And then even with all that, the Raiders were still going to play him on Monday night against the Denver Broncos. But what is Antonio Brown? The rest of his team, they're getting ready for a Monday night football game against the Broncos. He, what is he doing? Is he studying tape? Is he working out, running extra routes? Nope, he's making YouTube videos. By the way, nothing wrong with making YouTube videos, but not when you're getting ready for an NFL game. And yes, the video is very provocative, very well done, but I don't think it cost him $29 million to make, but that is how much it cost him because the Raiders, they said, no, you're right, there is no more games. There's no more games for you to play with the Oakland Raiders, and they gave him his release and what I really hate about it was how Antonio Brown, of course, he's got to try to monetize this, try to build his brand with that. And they had the whole video of him talking to his grandma and talking about how excited he was to be free of the Oakland Raiders. Check this out. Play the clip. 
it. Let me see it. Look at Adam Schefter. The Raiders. Free! Bro, oh, <laughs> For me, the last straw was that video. I'm a guy that will embrace players that have a checkered pass if they're productive. And Antonio Brown, if nothing else, is just that. Most reception yards, TDs, and catches since 2011. His productivity is undeniable. But that just made it obvious that he flat out played the Oakland Raiders. He played the Raiders and it was ugly, and the Raiders should get something for this. I feel like the Raiders are owed a compensatory pick or something because it's clear what his motives were. It was clear he wanted to get out of Pittsburgh, and then, hey, let's go to Oakland. Let's see what it's like. Then he gets to Oakland. Oh, he doesn't like John Gruden. Maybe he doesn't like Derek Carr. Maybe he doesn't see this as a team that compete. So what is he going to do? He's going to act like an adult baby, A.B., for a couple months until he can get his release, and then where does he end up of all teams? Teams, the New England Patriots. Now, can you fault New England for taking on Antonio Brown? That's tough to do because you know how the Patriot way works. You saw what they did with Randy Moss, but I loved when they asked Bill Belichick about it. He gave this long-winded speech about what was it like to get Antonio Brown to be a Patriot. Check this out. Play the clip. Bill, just wanted to see, do you have any comment on the reports and no. No. of Antonio Brown? Um, now, here's the part where it gets serious for me. Here's the part where I have an axe to grind with this whole situation, and that is that I am absolutely convinced at this point that they were in cahoots this entire time. The New England Patriots, Antonio Brown. Look, see that on my head? That's not a black hat. If you want to call it a tinfoil hat, I'm okay with that because I'm starting to really believe that this was the plan the entire time with Antonio Brown. Now, as soon as rumors started swirling that A.B. was going to leave Oakland, everyone joked that he would end up with New England. This was one of my favorite tweets about it. Check this out. Play this clip. But he did end up in New England. Did he take any visits, take any phone calls? Did he take any meetings with any other teams? No, he did not. And within hours of his release, he signs with the New England Patriots. Now, everyone saw that coming, but no one saw the amount that he would get from the Patriots. They pay him $15 million and a $9 million signing bonus. And if he plays the entire year, he would make roughly the same amount that he would have made with the Oakland Raiders. Remember, he had that base salary of 14-6 with Oakland plus the guaranteed money. And if the Patriots like what they see from Antonio Brown this year, they could pick up his contract option for the 2020 season. And then he could actually make more with the Patriots than he would with the Raiders. So I'm telling you, something was up with the Patriots, with Antonio Brown. And according to Adam Schefter, the Patriots tried to trade for Antonio Brown back in March. Now, I hear what you're saying out there. Well, why did he not go to the Buffalo Bills? Why did he turn down the trade to the Bills? Look, they're the Buffalo Bills. I don't care what's at stake. You don't want to play with the Buffalo Bills, okay? But he makes that move. And then also, I do think it's very strange. Chris Mortensen reported Sunday that Antonio Brown sought advice from social media consultants 
in a, an attempt to see how he can get cut by the Oakland Raiders. I think the NFL needs to take this issue very seriously because it is against the rules. It would go against NFL rules for one franchise to encourage a player to get cut from another franchise so that they could sign them. So I definitely believe the NFL needs to look into this, make sure there's no foul play, but if you're Tom Brady, you are smiling. You got that six-ring smile. You're flashing those rings, and it could be seven for Tom Brady. This is, to me, the deepest receiving core he's ever had. I know he had Randy Namas in the past, but if you look at right now, Julian Element, Josh Gordon looked great last night, Antonio Brown, they drafted Nikhil Harry. So they are stacked at receiver, and that was one of the big questions. Who's going to be his go-to guy with Rob Gronkowski? By the way, I like seeing Rob Gronkowski spike it one last time up in New England yesterday. And the Patriots look good. Tom Brady, 27 for 47. He had 276 yards, no touchdowns and an interception. But his receiving core is going to be stacked. And the Patriots look like they're on their way to another Super Bowl appearance. But as far as Antonio Brown goes, final take on Antonio Brown is all of us should be happy. You know why? Because he's going to want so badly to pull off his Antonio Brown antics in New England, and they're not going to let it happen. He's going to be the second, third option. May, who knows? Maybe he slides in that fourth option role, and there's nothing he can do about it in New England. So we can all be happy about that. And this is the last stop. This is the last stop for Antonio Brown. He flames out here. Yeah, maybe another team takes a chance, but no way another Super Bowl contender takes a chance on Antonio Brown if it does not work work in New England. And my first takeaway from week one of the NFL season is about the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson brought out the blowtorch against the Miami Dolphins. He went 17 of 20 for 324 yards, only carried the ball three times for six yards. I love what he said after the game. Not bad for a running back. Not bad for a running back. This kid can throw. He's got great touch. And Lamar Jackson looks like a star. He also looks like a potential MVP candidate. I'm telling you, watch out for Lamar Jackson. And then how about the Miami Dolphins? Just disgraceful. I was telling you that they need to make an Ace Ventura 3 where Ace goes and he rescues the Dolphins from Miami instead of bringing the Dolphins back. And apparently some of their players have told their agents to get them out of Miami. They don't think this team's competing. And then they throw Josh Rosen in there in the fourth quarter. He throws an inter interception. Miami looks like one of the worst teams in the NFL. And then how about them Cowboys? You had the Cowboys. They faced off with the fighting Saquon Barkley's. Oh, I mean the New York Giants. And they handled them with ease. They beat them 35-17. to Ezekiel Elliott, 13 carries for 53 yards and a touchdown. But the story was Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott, he convinced me that he can throw from the pocket and that he can be elite. Troy Aikman said in the game that we will not be questioning his ability to throw from the pocket after this one. And I'm in agreement with Troy Aikman. He looked phenomenal. And if you're Dak Prescott, look at his numbers. 25 for 32, 405 yards, Four touchdowns, no picks, complete command of the offense. He had a QB rating of 158.3. He was absolutely perfect. And if you're Jerry Jones, those negotiations, you have no leverage, my man. Dak Prescott went out there, and he won millions and millions. He didn't just win a game yesterday. He won himself millions and millions and millions of dollars. I'm calling him Rack Prescott because he's getting racks after that game. And you got to pay. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you better sign that man up, especially after the Eagles paid Carson Wentz after the Rams played Jared Goff. Dak Prescott look, looks like he's that guy and he's going to get a bag after this one. 
And then how about the most hyped team in this NFL offseason? The Cleveland Browns. Had they do? They got smoked in their home opener. They lost 43-13 to the Titans. And very undisciplined football. 18 penalties for 182 yards. Odell Beckham Jr. was out there wearing a $375,000 Richard Milley watch. Well, I think it's time for everyone to temper their expectations with this Cleveland Browns team. You had people picking them to go to the NFC title game, picking them as a dark horse Super Bowl team. I'm telling you right here, the Cleveland Browns will not make the playoffs And they're just not there yet. Yes, they have a lot of talent. Yes, Miles Garrett, Nick Chubb, great receiving core. But look, Baker Mayfield did not look good yesterday. Baker Mayfield, three interceptions. Only thing he won yesterday was a staring contest with his receivers. Did not look good. And I'm telling you, the Cleveland Browns are not going to make the playoffs this year in the NFL. Next takeaway is about Kyler Murray. Now, everyone to jump off Kyler Murray saying, oh, he's going to be trash, saying he's going to be a bust. Kyler Murray, let me tell you something about Kyler Murray. You know how many games he lost in high school at Division 6A in Texas, which is the most elite high school football division? Zero. This guy is a competitor. This guy was a top 10 pick in baseball. And he, after struggling for three quarters in the fourth quarter, he went 15 for 19 for 154 yards, two touchdowns, and almost stole a win against the Detroit Lions. Now, he's going to be fine as long as his own offensive line don't sack Kyler Murray. Check this out. Play the clip. Over the top of his head. You're not quite athletic enough to make that move, J.R. Sweezy. So don't give up on Kyler Murray. You saw that talent that he flashed in that fourth quarter. Yes, his size is something to consider, but when he starts to find those passing lanes, when he starts to use his quickness to his advantage, Kyler Murray is going to be a very dynamic player. And then don't forget Cliff Kingsbury. He's a rookie head coach. He needs to find what works for the Cardinals. Unfortunately, that offensive line, their offensive line is so bad They sacked their own quarterback, so that's going to be an issue all season long for the Cardinals. But Kyler Murray is definitely not a buzz, and I see why he was the number one pick in the NFL draft. And my next takeaway is about the Los Angeles Rams. So the Rams, not an easy road game. They go into Carolina, and they take on the Panthers, and they get the win. And my question going into this game was, how is Todd Gurley going to look? Todd Gurley, 97 yards on 14 carries, but the eye-opener for me was Malcolm Brown. They brought in Malcolm Brown. He had two touchdowns, 53 yards on 11 carries. If they can get that kind of production out of Malcolm Brown, who they brought in later in the year last year, that's going to be big for this Rams offense. They can keep Gurley fresh, and they can develop a nice two-headed monster out there. And then Todd Gurley, he really had the run of the game when the Panthers were threatening late. He gets that big first down. Another thing, too, Cooper Cup. He went down last year with a torn ACL. He's back. He's Jared Goff's most trusted receiver, and you saw the analytics. When Jared Goff has Cooper Cup on the field, he's a different quarterback, and that was big. And then my next takeaway about the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers, you see the weapons they have. They have guys like Greg Olsen, guys like Christian McCaffrey, But Cam Newton is not throwing it deep. Cam Newton, his longest completion yesterday was for 17 yards. And then he had a minus uh, minus two rushing yards. So he was not very dynamic out there. When Cam Newton is playing his best football, he's getting you a couple first downs on the ground. But if they're not going to be a threat to go deep, that is going to be very limiting for that Panthers offense. They need to find a way to stretch the field with Cam Newton. 
And then Christian McCaffrey. I'm telling you this right here, right now. Christian McCaffrey is the best all-purpose running back in the NFL today. Christian McCaffrey yesterday, 19 rushes for 128 yards, 10 catches for 81 yards. Christian McCaffrey, if you just look at him, this guy, I don't know if he went, got a Bowflex, Equinox, Orange Theory. I don't know what he did the offseason, but my man's is swoller than he's been his entire life. He looks like physically he can take the pounding uh, in between the tackles better than ever. So I'm telling you, watch out for Christian McCaffrey. And my next takeaway is about the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. They overcame a 17 to nothing deficit against the Redskins. And I'm a guy... I've questioned Carson Wentz throughout the years. I didn't think that Carson Wentz was going to be this elite quarterback. I thought, hey, maybe he's injury prone. I saw on those throws two 50-plus yard touchdowns, a 53-yarder and a 51-yarder to who else? Deshaun Jackson. This guy, only Jerry Rice has more 50-plus yard touchdowns than Deshaun Jackson. And the Eagles look like they're a right in the mix for competing for another Super Bowl appearance. And Carson Wentz, to me, this is his leap year. You saw this guy's got a cannon. He's got touch. Can also, he can move the pocket, buy extra time with his legs, pick up first down with his legs. And I really like what I saw out of the Philadelphia Eagles. And then the New York Jets, I was not impressed with the J-E-T-S. They did not have a good start. You got the Bills at home. That is an easy home opener, and they dropped a 16-point lead, only managed to get eight points out of their offense. And Sam Darnold, everyone, all this hype about Sam Darnold, he couldn't throw the ball down the field. Their offensive line looks atrocious. And then they got the Browns coming to town, and the Browns, you know they're going to need a win badly. And if this Jets team, if you look at their schedule coming up, they really have a brutal schedule. If they start 0-2, the Jets could be the worst team in the NFL along with the Dolphins. And then there's the Packers. The Green Bay Packers, they went into Chicago, and they got the win 10-3. And the story was their defense. Usually this Packer defense has more holes in it than a cheese head, but all the investments are starting to pay off. You got Preston Smith, Zadarius Smith, Adrian Amos. They look like they have a potential to be a top 10 defense. And the last time the Packers had a top 10 defense, what was the result? Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl. So very encouraging because you know that Matt LaFleur, Aaron Rodgers, they're going to light up that scoreboard at some point. They're starting to get familiar. And then also Aaron Rodgers did not go through a preseason game, and the plan was for him to play in the preseason. He's going to get it right. So look out for the Green Bay Packers. And then Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky, he looked like a rookie quarterback in his third year. He just does not have that arm talent. And Matt Nagy was just going away from the run. And the Chicago Bears, they look like they're, an, uh, they're a mess offensively. But that brings me to my Super Bowl pick for this year. I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. I think the Green Bay Packers, with a much improved defense, they make it to the Super Bowl against, you guessed it, I, I want to say I don't want to go with the New England Patriots, but I'm going with the New England Patriots. I think it's going to be Aaron Rodgers against Tom Brady, TB12 versus Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be Tom Brady's last Super Bowl. I think he'll walk away and ride off in the sunset, win or lose, more likely if he wins, of course. And I just think Aaron Rodgers, he knows he's not getting any younger, and he knows he hears people clamoring. He needs more Super Bowl rings to join that GOAT conversation. I think you're going to see the, the Green Bay Packers versus the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. 
and I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers. I think the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers, I believe in Matt LaFleur. I believe in this defense, and I think I'm going with the Green Bay Packers. Look, you got to go out on a limb sometimes. I hear everyone taking the Chiefs, everyone taking the New England Patriots. I'm going with Green Bay to get that Super Bowl for Aaron Rodgers. But that is going to do it for Episode 42 of the Get More Sports Podcast. As always, thanks for rocking with us once again. You can find me on Twitter at DMAC underscore LA. That's at DMAC underscore LA. And then also, I want all your takes. Give me your takes on all of today's topics. Throw them in the comments. How do you guys feel about my takeaways, thoughts on Antonio Brown? Definitely throw them in there. And also, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Write write a review. We'll read off on the show. But thanks again, guys. Have a great rest of your week, and I'm out.